Welcome to Tony Henley Ministries Podcast, where we are dedicated to equipping believers to be leaders. I'm your host, Tony Henley, and this week we're going to be talking about the law of connection. We've been going through the laws, uh, the 21 irrefutable laws of leadership by John Maxwell over the past couple weeks, and we're continuing today with the law of connection. You know, leaders don't just connect with a group, they must connect with individuals. Um, and, and kind of a paraphrase of this particular law as he writes about it, successful leaders always initiate. Uh, connecting requires giving. So a lot of times leaders will expect followers to come and approach them and initiate the communication, the connection, but it's really the leader's job is to initiate. Leaders touch a heart before they ask for a hand, and they build relationships before they ask for a hand. You know, I I heard a quote years ago from a ministry. They said that um, rules without relationships bring breed rebellion. And, you know, I've thought about that over the years. And what happens a lot of times is um, as leaders, we'll try to get people to, um, you know, conform to a certain program or get involved in a certain program and and we, we cast our vision, but we've never connected with the person. And if we don't connect to the person, then the chances of them getting on board and being part of the vision that God has given us is, is very slim. It starts with us initiating a conversation, initiating a, um, a relationship with this person, getting to know them. And as we get to know them, then we, we begin to share vision and, and they begin to come on board with that vision. So I want to talk about eight tips um, as far as connecting. Uh, the first one is connect with yourself. Uh, know who you are and have confidence in yourself. You know, I worked for a church years ago that uh, the pastor was very confused on the church's vision and culture. It seemed like they they started with a vision and it was... Um, it was a, you know, it was portrayed from, it was, you know, communicated from the pulpit. People got on board, but as new people came in, new needs arose. And as time went on, things changed. And the pastor was always confused about why are we here? Are we a community church? Are we a revival church? Are we a Bible church? Are we a presence? What are we? And um, it, it brought a lot of confusion. And so as leaders, we need to know who we are and what we're doing. And, and by knowing what God has called you to do as a leader and what the vision is, you have a confidence that comes along with that. And we, when, when you communicate with followers and with a confidence in what God has called you to do, then that helps make that connection better with them. The second one is communicate with openness and sincerity. Authentic leaders connect. Once trust is broken, it's hard to get back. Be real, be authentic, be you, and don't be phony. This is a big one. Communicate with openness. (laughs) I heard John Maxwell say this years ago. He said, as a leader, if you make a mistake, own up to it. Let the people know, I made a mistake, I missed it. And then move on. Don't park there, but move on. And he, I like what he said. He said, the people know you messed up already. You might as well own it and move on. And that's the thing. As leaders, we take responsibility. Stephen Covey, in his book, uh, you know, the seven, um, um, you know, habits of successful people, the very first one, and I hear this repeatedly from all. Everybody starts their success book with, you know, being responsible for yourself, taking responsibility. 
And when we take responsibility and we're authentic with people, people will connect to us more. Um, and when we're real, when we, you know, be yourself, you know, sometimes leaders try to be somebody else. Maybe they're trying to emulate a, a leader that they look up to. But the reality is, you know, I, I, I like this definition when in regards to preaching, and I think it goes through leadership as well. Phillips Brooks, um, great preacher years ago, made this statement. He said, um, preaching is truth through the filter of personality or character. So in other words, if I get up and I preach a message on forgiveness, I use some scriptures and you get up and use the same scriptures and you preach on forgiveness, our, it's going to be a little different because our personalities are different. And that's the filter it's going to go through. Even in the Bible, when we read, we find that even with the disciples, even though the scriptures were God-breathed and they were inspired by God, there was still a filter that it went through. And it's the same with leadership. You know, you can learn um, leadership principles. You can learn um, ways to do better leadership, but you still need to be yourself. You know, uh, I heard a preacher talk about a, um, a young minister years ago that, you know, he got up and he was um, trying to emulate his, you know, hero preacher. And, you know, the, the, the comment was, it's a train wreck ready to happen because you can't be somebody else. You can only be you and you can be a really good you. And as leaders, we need to be really good at who we are. And again, that confidence helps us be who we are. Um, the next one is know your audience. Um, you know, individuals' names, their stories, their background, their dreams... Um, even their goals, uh, speak to what people care about, not what you care about. Now, I'm park here for a little while is know your audience. You know, when you're preaching and I, I'm doing a little parallel with preaching actually in leadership today, because you know, when we, we need to know our audience and who we are talking to now with individuals, we need to know who they are. You know, as a leader, you need to really work on, um, knowing people's names. You know, what is your name? Use their name. Uh, associate their name with something, you know, whatever it takes, but remember that name. And that goes a long ways with people. I remember when I was in, um, I was a, uh, induction counselor for teen challenge years ago. And the way it went was, uh, the people would come into this, uh, facility where I was at and they would be there for four months. And then they would go away to a, a ranch for, um, nine or eight months. Then they would come back for a month and then they would graduate. And, uh, so you wouldn't see them for like um, eight months after seeing them, you know, originally. And uh, so I was at a place in my life where I was really working to uh, memorize names. And I remember I, uh, one young man came through and I remember his name and um, he went off to, a, uh, to the ranch. So I didn't see him for eight months. Eight months later, he came back to the um, induction center and I was walking down the hall and I saw him and, and I, I called him by name. And I remember it, it, it just meant so much to him because he was like, man, how did you do that? You know, how do you remember my name? And, and it just really, um, stood out to him, you know, know their names, know their story. What's their story? What's their background? What are their dreams? What are even their goals? Now when we say, speak to what people care about, not what you care about. See, a lot of times that leaders were so engrossed in our vision that we, we just can't wait to share that. But when you start hearing what people, uh, when you start touching their heart is when you start talking about what they care about. And when you talk about what they care about, you'll find that they're more likely to come on board with you to do the things that, you know, God has called you to do. So know your audience, know the people that you're leading, get to know them. 
Uh, the next one is live your message. You know, practice what you preach to others. Um, you know, that's where credibility comes from. And as leaders, we need credibility. Um, I know people that, um, you know, they'll, they will, and when I say preach, I'm talking about just talk about things. They'll talk about certain things to their, to people that are in their organization. And then they're not doing the thing that they told them to do and they lose credibility. And when you lose credibility, it's really difficult to get back. Same with trust. Once you lose somebody's trust, it's hard to get back. And, um, so practice what you preach to others. Um, you know, if you talk about being on time, then be on time. You know, I, I worked for a, um, a church years ago where, uh, you know, we were told be on time, be on time. But then, uh, two other staff members, including the leader of the organization were always late, never on time. Couldn't remember when that meeting was even supposed to happen half the time. And, um, they lose credibility. You know, um, they try to hold you accountable to something they're not accountable to. And uh, when you lose credibility, you know, people aren't going to follow that. Um, so the next one is go to where they are. Um, you know, know, again, it goes to know your audience. Adapt to others. Don't expect them to adapt to you. You know, a lot of times we try to adapt, um, you know, get people to come where we're at. Um, and the reality is, is we want to um, understand their culture and their education, um, talk at their level, um, get to know them again. Uh, the next one is focus on them, not yourself. Zig Ziglar said this. He said, you can have everything in life you want if you will just help enough other people to get what they want. Now, let me say that again. You can get everything in life you want if you will just help other people, enough other people get what they want. Now, as leaders, you know, we, you know, God's given us this vision to do something great for God. And um, we want people to get on board. We want people to do it. You know, but the reality is, is when we, as leaders, we're here, we're here to assist people to fulfill. What I, what I find is, you know, every ministry has sub-ministries. You know, they have a children's department, a youth department. And a lot of times, uh, the senior pastor or whoever the executive pastor is, we focus on our portion of it and we neglect those two. But if we go in there and we begin to uh, assist that youth pastor or that children's pastor and we uh, help them succeed, then guess what? We succeed. Now think about it. So if um, a child comes to the Lord and he brings his brother and he brings his sister and his parents start coming, and his grandparents start coming. Now you've not only helped that youth pastor succeed, but also it's spilling over to your ministry as well, and you're all succeeding. Um, Number seven is believe in them. Uh, Sometimes people uh, we lead, they don't see their own potential, but they will believe in your dream and vision you hold for them. So, you know, a lot of times we get people, um, especially in ministry, you know, believers come in and they're, for lack of another word, they're damaged in the sense that the enemies just beat them up. You know, that's why I'm not for beating people up from a pulpit or from a leadership perspective. Uh, The world beats people up every day. And what we need to do is be encouragers and believe in them. And when you know who you are in Christ and you're able to share that with people, that they too can succeed. Let me tell you the master of this. When I was in Bible college, I went to uh, Tommy Barnett's church. And Tommy Barnett was a pastor in the Simmons of God. Him and his son started the Dream Center in LA. And um, I mean, they've done spectacular things for people that were just so down and out. 
But you know what? He believed in those people. And it, he, he believed in their dreams. He believed in their vision. He believed in them. And because he believed in them, he was able to fulfill his vision. And um, we, we need to encourage people. Believe in them. Talk to them. Talk, hey, there's, you, there's more for you. You know, God has such great things for your life. Um, and help them get past their past to where they're not always looking back, but they're able to see a future. And when they can see a future, you're going to help them dream that, yeah, they can own a house. Yes, they can uh, be, you know, have a better job. Yes, their kids can come to the Lord. Their parents can be saved. Yes, they can walk in full healing. And when you begin to uh, allow them to dream and have vision through God's word, then you're going to see that spill over into what God's doing with you as well. And the next one is offer direction and hope. Again, that goes with um, um, what we're talking about, believing in themselves. Um, the great officer, uh, uh, Napoleon Bonaparte, he said this. He said, leaders are dealers in hope. When you give people hope, you give them a future. And that's what we want to do. We want to give people hope for a greater life. Um as leaders, especially Christian leaders, we, we have to be dealers of hope. You know, it gets better. The more you serve God, the longer you serve God, it gets better with God. Yeah, we go through trials. We go through temptations. We go through some struggles. But you know what? When you have God with you and you have a leader that cares about you and loves you, you can make it. You can make it through it. You can come out on the other side and you can be successful and you can have a new dream and a new vision for your family and for your business and for your life. So I, I just want to conclude by saying, you know, um, take some time as a leader. If, if you're not working with people and, and memorizing names, if you're not, you know, uh, getting their story, next time you see the people you're leading, get to know them. Talk to them. And then every time you come, I have people that, I'll never forget this. I worked for a church years ago that brought uh, uh, these nationally known speakers in. And I'm going to tell you, all, some of them were some of the most humble caring people you've ever met some of them were a little more challenging because they only could see their vision but they really you know they, they're there for a couple nights maybe a couple days sometimes a week then they're gone to another place and i remember one guy in particular that was nationally known and um i was responsible for you know kind of helping with the leaders or the people that came in and i would uh, coordinate you know a lot of things for them um we would take them to eat we would make sure they get to the venue, all kinds of things. And this particular guy, you know, I'd, I'd had a problem with my car that night. And I shared with him, I'll be a little late because I've got to do this and, you know, fix my car. And and uh, the next morning as we were loading, the first thing he asked was, you know, hey, how's your car? Did you get it fixed? And he, he called me by name. And that's the one guy that stood out for me out of all those people that came in there was here's a man that took time to learn my name and not only learn my name, but know the situation that I was dealing with. And us as leaders, that's what we need to do with people is get to know them, get to know their story. Again, this is Tony Henley, and I encourage you to go to our website, TonyHenley.org. There's some free things there. Um, this is 2020. I'm super excited. I believe that some there's some great things that we're working on. Um, you can keep us in prayer if you feel like... Um, this podcast is benefiting you and you would like to donate, you can go to our website, TonyHenley.org, or you can go to our anchor site as well. Um, you can also, I would love if you would um, subscribe to our podcast. We're on seven different platforms.
and um, let us know, you know, what you think and what you would like to hear about. Give us comments, give us reviews. And uh, again, my prayer is that uh, you're blessed, that you have hope, that you have a, just know that God has a future for you. He has greatness for you. And always remember, God's not mad at you. He's mad about you. Till next time.